welcome to another episode of In Another World, a pop culture podcast. I am your host, Zachary Landolt, and I am so happy to have you here for another edition of TV Tuesdays, where we're continuing our journey through the show that is Smash, that comes with many highs and many lows. And as excited as I was to talk about today's episode with returning guest Joey Moser, uh, it was a wild episode. This is definitely we really get into it, but it's it's um it's not even so much about Broadway anymore. Like like think about how many songs we've had in past episodes. There's only two. Two and like maybe a quarter of a one if you count this one scene in the show, which I don't. So I say it's two songs. Um but I did have a lot of fun, yes, with the returning guest, Joey Moser. He has been on the show before to talk about Smash. And he dropped in again to talk about today's episode, which saw multiple guest stars, namely Ryan Tedder of One Republic, as they really want us to know, and also one of Meryl Streep's daughters, you know, Grace Gummer. I hate to call her Meryl Streep's daughter, but one, she looks so much like her mother, and it's, you know, I'm sorry, if you're an, also an actor and the child of Meryl Streep, like, it's un unfortunately i think there's going to be a comparison it's just it is what it is um but without me wasting any more time because i lord knows i can ramble why don't we listen to the original promo for episode eight the coup and then we'll dive into my conversation with joey let's go we're talking to a new songwriter about a new song and we need you to sing it what began as an amazing opportunity becomes a betrayal. Tom and Julia cannot know. With consequences beyond their control. What's going on? I totally understand why you'd stab Tom and Julia in the back. Whatever nonsense you think I pulled. What was this? I'm sorry. We were friends. You remember that? Hello and welcome to another edition of TV Tuesdays, where we are continuing our journey through season one of the notorious NBC musical series Smash. We have reached episode eight, The Coup, uh, which is a lot more uh, wild than I thought it was going to be, because after the workshop, I thought things might like die down a little bit. So I don't remember this episode being that interesting, and oh my goodness, there's a lot of wild things in this episode. But I am joined by someone who has already been into the Smash universe this season. It's Joey Moser of of Awards Daily. I don't know why I'm waving. It's not like anyone can see me. I'm like, hi. You're waving through a window, like Amy Adams. Yeah, in the window. <laughs> You say, what did you call it? Notorious Smash? Not- that- notorious musical series. I would say, I would say, when you say notorious, I say beloved, beloved. And- By me, but to many, I would say notorious. It's a good word. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. Even I have a love-hate relationship with them. Like, man, I love it, but wow, there are some times where I'm like, God. Like, I had lots of eye roll moments in this episode. That's all I'll say. Lots of, lots of... Uh, uh, in- interesting moments in this. Uh, what yeah, do you think mm. of this episode, Joey? Um, <laughs> what a, what a, yeah. Um, what a loaded question. <laughs> what a, they, um, so this episode actually features a lot of characters that don't matter. Yeah, and it sort of like <laughs> didn't realize it until I was I was actually I was thinking out loud because I was sitting there on my couch watching this episode today, and my husband was sitting at our table, and then um, I out loud just randomly halfway through the episode, I was like, "Where's Ivy?" And she, and Jason, my husband, was like, "What?" I was like, "Where's Ivy?" He's like, "Who the hell is Ivy?" I was like, "Oh, you, I'm." paying attention to the television so like the first time you see her is like more than halfway through the episode and, oh like, it's insane on an elliptical um, <laughs> on an elliptical on an elliptical um elliptical out of window. Window. <laughs> <laughs> she's the woman in the window no, there was, she um, is the woman in the window this episode. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I the woman in the window on netflix uh <laughs> i'm just now every time there's any character this female 
and near a window, I'm going to screenshot it and send it out until like 20 people block You know when the Dear Evan Hansen movie comes out, there's going to be a million Ugh. memes of, uh, listen, I'm not even getting into that. I'm just saying, you know the memes of Amy Adams and Ben Platt will just be. Yeah. yeah. You know, you wonder if she like walked up to the director she's like, hi, I'm not sure your creative vision for this adaptation of Dear Evan Hansen, but can I not be near any windows? <laughs> Please. I'll sing about windows, but I won't. I was be- just in this movie. I was wearing a lot of windows, so <laughs> my window with my co-star. But also, was- can I play the part with less singing? And can you put Julianne, who's not a singer in any way, shape, or fashion, in the one with all the music? Even though um, I sang at the Oscars and they abandoned me, and that was not planned at all, and I got through it, and everybody thought I was great. I they just. I will say, uh, tangent, tangent time, tangent alert. <laughs> when, they time put poor, <laughs> when they put poor Amy Adams uh, alone, alone, with nothing to interact with for her musical performance of Happy Working Song, that was one of the most uncomfortable musical performances I've ever watched in the Oscars, I have to say. Even to this uh, day. Yeah. yeah. It was scary. Like, I was scared for her. <laughs> And she did fine. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, there's nothing in the budget for a CGI mouse. I'm so sorry. Like, not one. I've already in the, like, yes, you are contractually obligated to do that. But we're going to give Kristen Chenoweth a full production number, which she does her number. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, honey. But yeah, this, uh, episode, and- this episode features a lot of Ellis. Ugh. Features a lot of care. He's featured so much, I had to put him in a clip. I was like, ugh, I have to put him in a clip. <laughs> I actually wrote a note... That says we have a gummer. We've we a got gummer. a gummer. We've got a gummer. I always have this thing like, which gummer is that though? I think it's Grace. <laughs> I really wish you could like look with at my notes because my notes are <laughs> three to the first three. Well, one is we have a gummer. One is in quotes. It says you're such a useful young man. <laughs> the first note that I took was Leo is fine with, and then I just didn't finish the sentence. Um, oh, Leo is fine with um, his, you know, hearing him his father perform. Oh like this is Brian Darcy James. You oh, we're oh we're gonna get into it. Should we yeah, should we so, just dive should yeah, we just dive into it. the epi? We, we, yeah, we both have a lot of notes. Okay. So, the episode opens and we find the cast and creative team of Marilyn still left in theater limbo with none of them sure what's going to happen next for the show. This includes Julia, who gets serenaded by her husband, Broadway, uh, I would not legend, but like Broadway favorite man, Brian Darcy James, beautiful singing voice, but he is forced to give, he's given maybe 10 seconds of singing time, which is... <laughs> Through Guitar Hero, I'm right on Guitar Hero in a fedora. It's like they're trying to make him less attractive. And also, this I told you earlier, this episode features two of my least favorite tropes. One of my tropes that I absolutely hate, and I was cringing during this entire part of the, the scene. I hate when there's a scene where someone gets sung to by a partner to make them feel better. Um, like, it just because it makes me uncomfortable, especially when they're trying to act cute. Like yeah. you're trying to act cute with the guitar and stuff. I'm like, please stop. You're making yourself actively less attractive. I, as I do actually think um, he has every right to be mad later in the season when he finds out about Julia's indiscretions. But then I really feel like there was a myth. Oh, I feel like there was a missed opportunity there where she was like, well, you sang this song to me and it was awkward. <laughs> You sang Don't Worry About a Thing, and all I could do was worry about all the things. Everything. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, We also overhear the tail end of a conversation between Eileen and Derek, who are setting up something with Karen. Derek later meets with Karen and says that they're putting together a new demo for the show, and they want her to be Marilyn in it. He tells her that no one can know, especially Tom and Julia. Now, I'm going to get into this. I think... It is almost insulting to the audience that they try to portray this as like Karen's like, oh, was this bad? Oh, was oh. this like shady in any way? <laughs> I just, I'm from Iowa and I make hot dogs and corn. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> oh my God. Oh man. Um, this is also, like the pinnacle of her like doe eyed oh that I hate. Oh, this, this episode, I'm like, are you a human or are you? Are you a pod person who's being controlled yeah. by an alien who doesn't know how humans work in your brain? <laughs> like, that'll make a lot more sense. 
Oh man. Uh, meanwhile, Monster Ellis, who also happens to be around, <laughs> who always happens to be around when there's hot gossip, overhears just enough information about the demo to run to Tom and spill the tea. I was so confused because I thought he wasn't working for Tom anymore by this point. And then the, this becomes like the episode where he's like, I quit. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know you were still working for him because they've only shown him around I mean for the past like, couple of episodes. Yeah. I feel like we only really see him as Tom's assistant in like the first episode. The pilot. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I was, conf- I was, I was like, Oh, you still work for him. Okay. I'm, I was like, I thought that had like ended. Um, yeah. We also see the arrival of Eileen's daughter, Katie, or as her nickname, Mahatma Katie. And every time they said this, I wanted to die. <laughs> and it's played by Grace uh, Gummer, who is uh, Meryl Streep's little daughter, who has another sister named Mamie. Mammy? Mamie? God, please, it better be Mamie. <laughs> Mamie Gummer. Um, yeah, but I, I can never tell them apart, but I am told in my note that's Grace. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't quite buy the casting of Grace Gummer as the child of Angelica Houston and the man that plays her ex-husband. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how they would make her. That doesn't quite make sense to me. She, um, just because I think Angelica Houston is one of the most stunning women who's ever lived, um, <laughs> I feel like there needs to be a teeny bit of severity in her look, whether it is, whether it's the hair. I mean, it goes completely against the character, but like, hair or the face or something but it seems like she must have gotten all of her looks from her father and yeah maybe feel really bad for that not that he's a bad looking man but like you had angelica used as your mother he's not a excessively no. good looking man either I, i'm going to uh find a picture of that actor while he was younger i will get back to you Okay, get back to me. Um, we also see Julia tell Michael that he's being let go from the show. They both admit they acted foolishly and agree to no more rehearsal room escapades. This was also an insane scene because they meet in a park and then she's like, you know, this isn't fair to your family. He's like, I know, by the way, they're right over there. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And like, I, this um, is what I, this episode I think was written to make us hate Michael because... Mm. He he pulls like the one two punch on her and is like, yeah, we shouldn't have been doing this. Uh, you know, I'm like, she didn't want to be doing this. You literally kept showing up at her house and yeah. calling her at home. Like a typical man, just a typical man. That's all I have to say. Yeah, he um I feel like he was almost back to the point where I was like, you just want to get her in trouble, like right. Yeah. Just say say it a little louder. Son of a bitch. Like, also, yeah, he's like, um, yeah, I, I just really care about my family. I'm like, yeah, you cared about your family when you were like going off to get drunk at the bar and then like mm-hmm. staying at her house until all hours of the night. Like, I'm just, I can't even. I just can't. <sighs> well, as we go into our first clip, we find Dev and Miss Karen Cartwright alone talking about all the drama in their respective workplaces at this time. So Tom and Julia know nothing about it? Uh, Apparently not, and I'm not supposed to tell them. I'm supposed to just show up and sing a song that someone else wrote for their musical. Are they even allowed to do that? Uh, Who knows? I can't figure these people out. Mm, Seriously, your lot as bad as my lot, and my lot of politicians. Right? And he kept saying we. Like, who is we? Well, if it's not... Tom and Julia, it must be the producer. Yeah, but he never said it. He just kept saying we, like a, <laughs> like a giant we, like gods or aliens. Mm, wow, is that cardamom in the shell? Where'd you find this? Oh, I had to meet him way at the end of second half because we were being so secret, so I stopped at an Indian market. I'm gonna make curry. Oh, God. Oh, no, hon. Oh, no, you have to at least let me try. I mean, seriously, I can do more than corn in the cob and hot dogs. <gasps> oh, no, 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 it's not that. No, I'm not in tonight. I have dinner with RJ. She's doing some research for me. In other words, she's digging up dirt on Paul Nemesis. Oh, you know, it's all politics. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Can I say as a sidebar, I love the um the pepper grinder score. Yeah, but also 
I love that like there's so much nonsense that we don't care about in this episode that they literally just refer to him as Paul Nemesis, which I think is yeah. just for the audience to be like, oh, the guy. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I, bet it was, I bet it was like in the script in parentheses to inform everyone like, oh, that's who it is. And they're just like, oh, we forgot to edit that. It's like, oh, so you're having Paul Nemesis. And they're like, ah, but mm, I keep it. <laughs> it's already filmed. We don't have time to get back. I'm just gonna say off the off the bat, I had to include it because I guess it's a big part of this episode. But I did not give two fucks about anything to do with Dev and no. this, like where this is not a legal drama. This is a Broadway drama. I just want to say, like spoiler alert: there's only two songs in this entire episode, two and a half if you include Brian Darcy James, which I don't. So like, there's only <laughs> two songs this entire fucking episode like this is like broadway shows so they were this was a, a misstep episode this is offensive to the audience it's offensive it's to me written the by the show creator so <laughs> they don't know what they're like who is this for like i don't i don't care dev could just be doing well at work and that would be like fine for me yeah i, I don't need i don't need him paul, paul nemesis What's i also have i also have to say that i wish um, I wish that at the end of the episode, after everything we're going to talk about, like, I wish everything that goes on happens, and then I wish it would cut back to their apartment, and it's Dev trying Karen's curry, and I wish the curry was also bad. It's like, oh, I can't get anything right today. He I, takes a bite and immediately projectile vomits on yeah. Or, like, it's just, like, a look to the camera, and then it's like, great about you. Uh, that's like, all to uh, take out. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, silly white lady. <laughs> also, just like, I can make more than corn on the cob and hot dogs. Like, Imagine, what? like, their, like, the, the conversations they have as a couple about what they're going to eat. She's like, oh, I can cook tonight. She's like, oh, Karen, I don't want hot dogs and corn on the cob again. She's like, but I'm really good hot at it. Hot dogs again. Hot dogs again. Again. <laughs> oh, bollocks. Oh, bollocks. <laughs> oh, like, what is their life? It's just, I can't even. Um, oh. a, a, a life of corn on the cob and hot dogs. Such phallic, such phallic foods. <laughs> it's such a non-sexual character of Gary Cartwright. Um, oh. oh, man. Well, we then cut to Eileen's new minimalist chic apartment, which literally has a like multi-purpose room table and a folding chair. It's like, I like it like this. I like it like this. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Hey, girl. <laughs> well, because Ellis drops by and says, oh, do you want to go get your furniture? And she's like, no, I don't want any of that old stuff. I'm like, well, then fucking like sell it or something. Like, what are you doing, you insane rich lady? <sighs> I can't even. Um, we also learned from Miss Gummer that Katie was given $3 million into her trust fund, which just like is so not fair. And it causes her to come back <laughs> to New York from India, where she was, to see if Eileen's being screwed with. Meanwhile, Karen finally meets up with Derek to work on the secret project, and we get a cameo from Ryan Tedder of One Republic, which felt like... Oh, hi, Ryan Tedder. You're Ryan Tedder of One Republic. Yeah, hi, it's me, Ryan Tedder of One Republic. Wow, that's really cool. I love One Republic. Yeah. Just like I, I got so mad when they're introduced and they're like, this is Karen. He's like, oh, you're Karen. I was like, this bitch isn't special. She's not special. He's like, well, yeah, I heard your demo. I'm like, yeah, her demo of Brighter Than the Sun. Like, what are you talking about? Up. It's the arms up. That's all she does. With the arms up. Oh, we also get the conclusion to the plot line that everyone forgot about, Leo's arrest in the park. Tom's hot lawyer boyfriend <laughs> helps get the charges shot, but not before Miss Miss Crazy Lady, Miss Julia, goes off on the judge in the courtroom, which was pretty wild. Yeah. Giving um, yeah. us Deborah Messing realness. Yeah, she's just, and I actually bet that was Deborah Messing's idea. She was like, I have to say something. I can't just sit here. <laughs> I just can't say that's not who my character is. I'm the lead of the show. Yeah, <laughs> not talk. Uh, back at Eileen's <laughs> office, we see Katie trying to mediate between her parents. We also, this was my favorite moment of the entire episode. Um, she also sasses Ellis, who's doing his signature move of yeah. spying in the doorway, because that was pretty amazing. When she opened the door, she's like, "Can I help you?" And she gave yeah. him a look. She gave him a sassy, <laughs> Meryl Streep. She was like, "Oh, door, Meryl Streep." 
Ellis also answers the phone when Derek calls and manages to get just enough intro out of him to go be a messy queen. We later see gay dancer Bobby, dancer Jessica, and the rest of the ensemble taking Ivy out to go bowling and hopefully get her mind off the show limbo. They end up singing Dance to the Music all over the bowling alley. No, we need to stop for this. Okay. This to me is maybe when people talk about a show like jumping the shark, this felt like the moment where we're like, just give in, just give in. Because who were they singing to? Um, I oh again, my second trope. I hate just like we're being fun and we're dancing, we're having a fun time. Like I hate being told people are having the time of their life when we're watching a mediocre number. It like really makes me, it makes me uncomfortable. I just had a cringe. I had like a face during this whole number. Um, there are two things about this number. Number one. It's bad. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, number one, um, this is why people hate theater people. Yes, yes, um, yes, very bad. Because they sing and they're like, I, I love that, love this, uh, just let me well, Especially use- the part where they're like, I hate the theater. It's like, I love the theater. Oh, I was going to actually ask you, that was my question. Do you hate the theater or do you love the theater? I actually wrote that down. Ask that. Yes and yes. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Point. Like, it's like, I love the theater, but there's also like, well, but there's also like institutional racism and sexism and, you know, like shaming people for their bodies, uh, being told we need to go spend tens of thousands of dollars on education, but then most people that are working on Broadway dropped out of their programs early. And, you know, so it's like, it's a to- it's a toxic industry, but, but don't we love to perform? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but when you get on that stage and you feel that spotlight, like who cares? <laughs> Them calling you a heifer just melts away. Whatever. Um, the other thing that I will say, and this is this is a non-negotiable statement, no. there has only been one good uh, bowling alley musical number, and that was from Greece. Greece too, yeah. Um, yep. In Greece, I'm sorry, controversial opinion, um, but it's just, good is good. Yeah, it's just like you do not need to try to pay homage accidentally to Greece too. No, stop. And also, what Get out. when this was going on, I'm like, what show is this? This isn't the show we've been watching to this point. Yeah. Like, this this is when it became Glee Night. They're like, well, 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 you know, it's one of our only two numbers. We have to make it a spectacle. It, also, it, they're dancing down the the lane of the bowling alley, mm-hmm. which you can't do. Like, you, you would <laughs> fall. Like, you would fall. Well, also, so, some, some old man named Charlie would step in the way and be like, no, no walking on the lanes. Yeah, like we can. I gotta get this music out. I have to dance. I have to dance. (laughs) Our show's in limbo. I gotta dance. (laughs) I don't know what's going on with my career. I'm drinking. (laughs) Yeah, Um, can't even. It's yeah. This is the point of the show. Uh, This is one of the examples of the show where you can sort of feel any sort of rewrites and outside of coming in because it you like take take any of these musical numbers out and the episode is the same. If you, well, it's, if you took out the demo and you took out this bowling alley number, it would Mm. almost be a legal drama. Like so much of this episode is Dev's workplace shit, which I, I even make like intense notes about because I didn't care what was going on. So I couldn't really remember either. I'm like, like, oh, I think he wants a promotion and, and there's a guy that wants it also, and he's I don't I don't need to see any scenes with anyone in like a plain gray charcoal jacket. Like when no. when him and when Dev and that guy have a conversation later on, like I could literally like feel. Oh, my- when that was happening, like womp 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 womp. I was like, womp, all right, womp, I'm getting up. <laughs> like who was watching this? Is that like, like the bathroom break time? Like yeah, okay. that's what it was for me. I don't care about that. More snacks. Snacks? Anyone? Yeah, uh, yeah, speaking of, oh, well, yeah, that exact moment. So, yeah, he, him and that dude are just talking about, like, yeah, 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 how about that promotion? He's like, yeah, I got extra work from our boss because I guess he's, like, into me. And he's like, oh, no, I bet he must be a creep. Let's find out proof. And I was just like, this whole thing was just so messy, and I just didn't care. It was, like, messy, and I didn't care. So it was, like, a bunch uh-huh. of stuff. 
Um, we then later see Karen meet up with gay dancer Bobby, who's trying to pick at her for information about the top secret demo. Very like on good... brand for who he would be as a person. So I was like, this, check this is the show I signed up. This is give me an hour of them at the bar and him like, so what is it? Like, what's going on? on? I'm being such a pig. I'm having 12 fries. <laughs> I mean, 12 fries. Like, oh, my oh my God. Um, she lets him know that it's happening the next day, but he can't tell anyone. He says, too late, sis. I already heard about it from a few people. Oh, the theater community. We then later see Monster Ellis, who, you know, strike again because he is truly just like yeah. the worst. Uh, we see him. In bed with the female human they're having us believe is his lover, which mm-hmm. I guess, why not? And let's dive into, with that, our next clip. Now, run this by me again. You are messing in this, why? Tom asked me to. He did not ask you to spy on Ivy. Look, I'm just trying to stay on top of things. There's something going on and I want to know what it is. Hmm. He finds out you messed with Ivy, he's gonna fire you. I don't want to work for him anyway. He's an artist. He's a loser. Ivy too, you know, she works her ass off for this workshop and then nobody even gave her a call at the time of day. Mm-hmm. Artists get treated like dirt. I'm gonna be a producer. What do producers do? I am figuring that out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so. Maybe this is just the point where they wanted um, daughters of famous actresses to be on the show because we got we got a gummer, we got Felicia Rashad's daughter. So honestly, I'm surprised they didn't call Susan Sarandon's daughter to play Eileen's daughter because I think she would have made. Oh, that would have made. Oh, that's a good. That's a good one. She would have made, or, or like a Cat Dennings. You know what I mean? Like just someone that would have looked more like that's Eileen's daughter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because yeah, okay. Okay. So. To go into the Ellis of it all, because it was unavoidable in this episode because he's just in this so much this week. I am so confused. I don't mean to make bold statements about his sexuality as a character, but I never for a second thought he was supposed to be straight, like on the show. It's just not what I feel like we were set up to even think about him. And so I don't understand why they even did this choice of the female i guess roommate they just fucking with like she could have easily just been a boy it could have just been like his male roommate that he's fucking and it's you know i just i'm so i was so confused by this dynamic that every time they have a scene together and they're in bed i just like i'm so like checked out that i i feel like i have to rewatch it because i miss details i think it's literally i think they literally made it a girl because it was i think they were quite obviously trying to uh, pull the rung out from underneath us a little bit, because I think you assume that he is gay. Sure. Um, because as much as I don't like his character, he's adorable and no one He's very cute. It's no one with that who dresses that snappy and, and is that cunning as a heterosexual. <laughs> also, um, his, he was attractive on the show, but his glow up since the show, he's oh. like V hot now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't look like he's aged, like, a day. It's uh, like he hasn't aged, but he has, like, scruff on his chest and, like, just enough to be like, ooh, okay. Yeah, he, um, I definitely, if, if no one um, follows him, I was trying to find his Instagram, I think it's, like, uh, no, I can't find it, great. Um, but, yeah, follow him on Instagram. He's, he's, uh, it's lovely. <laughs> couldn't tell you his name, but he is hot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and also I love that he just he's like, yeah, I don't want to work for Tom. He's a loser. No, he's an artist. He's a loser. Yeah. It's also like, <laughs> oh yeah, so is Ivy. I was like, bitch. <laughs> like, let's make a whole show about these losers and artists. <laughs> just call them. <laughs> Seriously, these no. guys. <sighs> artists are losers. Oh god, I'm gonna be a producer. <laughs> Don't support your local theater. Also, you can't just wake up one day and be like, I want to be a producer. Like, you can't be Matthew Broderick from the producers. Like, that's not the way it actually works. You can't just like yeah. say that. Do you, do you have any money? Do you have any money to invest? Yeah. Do you have access to people that you think could get you money? Like, you, I don't know. It's just, I'm like, okay. It's like, it's oh, you haven't Broadway. been paying attention. <laughs> 
No, oh God. even though he is always there to get all the tea on everything. So I don't know why he's so like out of the loop with how this actually uh, works. Um, again, I'm so confused that he's even still working for Tom because we have not seen him even in Tom's apartment in probably since episode two mm. when Miss Julia was getting sassy with him. Okay, well, so to get back into the plotline that no one cares about, we go back to Karen and Dev's apartment where we see Dev and RJ, his sexy co-worker, looking up dirt on Dev's work nemesis, or as we know him as uh, Paul Nemesis. Use his full name. Paul Nemesis. Zachary. Paul Nemesis. Paul Nemesis. <laughs> Turns name. out he sent inappropriate pictures to a 17-year-old, so it's time to celebrate. And just Yay. as RJ and Dev hug it out, Karen walks in on the party, Dev assures her that he has no interest in RJ. Um... I will, they had like coworkers there too. So I wasn't yeah. like, Karen, he's clearly like, you know, this is not orgy vibes. I'm not getting like group sex vibes from like the room. Like, calm down. Oh, um, <laughs> the oh. next day, Eileen, That's Tom, and Julia all meet up to see the top secret demo. We also see Ellis has snuck Ivy into the building to spy on the performance. Truly insane. We then see Karen perform the new number, Touch Me, which features her in a bedsheet and dancers who look like reject performers from Sleep No More. The music <laughs> couldn't be... Like, I mean, that's basically what I got from this. So yeah. like, are they are they have a day off in Sleep No More? So <laughs> yeah. they're, they're free for this demo. The I music, sent you... Um, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I was going to say, you, the music... Oh, 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 I'll wait. You talk. I'll I'll say, I sent you a picture as a reaction. for A reaction? Oh, my goodness. In the chat. What is this? Okay. In real time, audience, what am I looking at? Wait, what is this? Look down. Right now, it won't open. I'm just creating more work for you. It's not opening. I will see this like a second. Uh, but yeah, the music couldn't be any more different from. Oh my God. <laughs> it, uh, it is a reaction shot of Deborah Messing as Julia giving the face that we were all, I think, give. What are you saying? The number is like fun to watch because first of all, I'm grateful to have a musical number to look at, honestly, because I forgot mm-hmm. this is a show about Broadway. But <laughs> like, like I, I do love that they just cl- very clearly show Tom and Julia being like, like livid. <gasps> <laughs> like, what? Because also, imagine they're like, we have a new number about a direction to go with Marilyn. And then they show this to them. And it's like, what are you? So we're fired? <laughs> like, yeah. also, also, you know, this is our show. Like, you were hired to work on you... a play we're Thank writing. You. Like, oh my God. I don't think this is how um, the biz works. Um, and I... I hope not. I <laughs> I found this um, whole section, like, like, there's actually one shot. I wish I got a screenshot of it. I got <laughs> one shot of Derek watching um, Karen perform this song. Where yeah. Th- Looks like he's like reaching for lube. Like, oh yeah, he looks like. Oh, he's yeah. just like yes. And I'm actually, really just sat in the back row. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. This is not my theater. I got a mess everywhere. I did. When he tells her, like, "Don't be afraid of the sex." <laughs> oh god. Tired, like. But I'm from Iowa. No one in Iowa has sex. We don't have sex. <laughs> you have to go out of the state to do that. <laughs> but she, I will, I will say though that I actually, as a song. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a. Fun oh, it's song. a fun song. It's but a bop, it's, as a song. It's, as the youngins say, it's a bop. It's a bop, as they say, as the kids say on TikTok. But on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but there is, um, this is sort of along the lines of us trying to believe that Karen could actually play um, Marilyn Monroe over Ivy Lynn. It's sort of like stop and stop intelligence that you would think that you could take a show about Marilyn Monroe and... Uh, Take in this direction, like don't don't be like shut up. You're not going to convince me of that. I think this number proves what happens when you give Karen the part of Marilyn. It goes it goes down this territory, <laughs> and we don't want this. I don't want her. I don't want the sleep no more boys. I don't want any of them. I don't want this. the part <laughs> the part where one of the sleep no more boys like goes into the audience and does this. Oh yes, yeah, stop it. Oh also, oh another thing I hate. <sighs> Please don't come at me in the audience. Don't ever do it. It's immersive. Stop it. Like, oh, my worst nightmare is when I'm in rehearsals for a show. And like, now in this number, I see you all in the aisles of the theater. And I go, oh, no. 
You're like, and I don't see myself in this production. Bye. I don't see myself in this play. It's actually weird. <laughs> I'm never like performing in the aisles. I will never like performing in the aisles. Yeah. I can I I try to pretend I'm cool with it because I think I'm an actor. I should be okay with this, I guess. Yeah. I hate it. I'm like, don't look at me. Especially if it's like you're supposed to be like funny or like flirting with an audience member. No, Cause that's just like I don't I don't like it. It makes me really yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you're a homosexual. Homosexual. Yeah. If it was a hot boy, would you be able to flirt with a hot boy if that was the instruction? No, even worse. I'd be like, please don't make me like, Yeah, no, I'm not no, I'm not good at flirting. That was like something I'm not good at. Like I'm not. I'm really no. I'm really not. Like I've never gone up to someone at a gay bar and been like, "Hey, I thought you were cute." Like I just, I'm like, that's why why I'm single. (laughs) So you're telling, so you're telling me that if you were part of this new experimental production of, of, untitled Marilyn Monroe. That's an untitled show, as we find out. Untitled show. Um, if you were the fifth Sleep No More masked person that's why there wasn't a fifth one because you bounced is that what you're telling me i'm the one that bounced uh <laughs> and i think i should be commended for that because look at what i was bouncing on of course yeah I was bouncing. good call good call sir <laughs> yeah so that does bring us to the end of the touch me anything you want to say about touch me before we move forward um no <laughs> no <laughs> please good don't song. touch it's me not don't to me please don't touch me stab it I am going to worry about a thing I'm going to worry about this thing that you just made me watch which was such a so after the number Derek opens up the floor for thoughts which leads to all sorts of conflict alright so what you've just seen is a potential direction for Marilyn now we all know there's a historical Marilyn but there's also a contemporary Marilyn a Marilyn for a new generation wait hang on look we're not talking about an entirely new take, just breaking open what we have. We were afraid that um, you'd be resistant to the idea in the abstract, <laughs> so we thought we'd show something to you. So you did this as a favor to us while you were busy not answering our phone calls and our emails and after we worked our hearts out on this workshop. <laughs> what a gay drama, I love it. I'm sorry. Hey, is something wrong? Show sucks. I'm so, so sorry. Mom, can I talk to you outside, please? Right now? Yes, right now. It's gonna get gummered. Get gummered. You've just been gummered. I can't believe you would do that. To people you know, who you've worked with, who trust you. You don't understand show business. I grew up in show business. And it's this kind of crap that made me want to flee to Micronesia. What are you thinking? I'm thinking I have half a terrific show and it needs help. You know what, Mom? This is exactly the kind of garbage Dad would pull. Your father's a very good businessman. He's a jerk. He's a colossal... <sighs> but I love him and he's my father. You would never do something like that. <laughs> you know, people always say I'm such a good person and they're all Mahatma Katie, but I do. I try. I don't want to put toxic garbage into the world. I want to put something good into the world. So do I. I know you do. How do you think I got like this? You can't just turn into dad, mom. <laughs> I you wonder it. if, do you wonder if Teresa Rebeck was like, should I take that line out about putting something toxic in the world? Should I take it out? Oh my god. Also, I love when there's dialogue that just you're like, no one would talk this way. Like, <laughs> like which is like, but he's my father. I'm like, you wouldn't need to say <laughs> we know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. Uh, um, well, first of all, silly gummer. If oh, Mahatma Katie, like uh, this talk about a different time. Oh my god. Can you imagine if a show like it just included that in the dialogue of a primetime NBC series now? <laughs> 21 reasons why Smash is canceled. <laughs> this is why I wanted to run off to Micronesia. Like, oh, stop. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. No, yeah. she's like, she's every rich white girl, uh, Upper West Side, that's just like, I'm going to go be a good person now. Because, well, I can afford to because of my trust fund. Um, but I'm also a very good person. <laughs> Which I just got another deposit on. Thanks. Through me. Thank you so much. 
I love when she later, because uh, she leaves town, she does not stick around. She's like, I have to go to Alaska to count salmon. And I was like, God, <laughs> shut up. I mean, say, don't, don't they say something like, Angelica Houston is like, but why? And she says something like, it's what I do. Or, oh yeah, she's like, do I ask you why you produce Broadway, <laughs> Broadway musicals? Shows? Gonna... Like, shut up, Katie. It's like, fucking Katie. Fuck it, Katie. Awesome. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh wow yeah um also i can't get over what this demo is clearly just like we just want to have a fun number and we're going to make it work for the show because and he says don't worry we're not trying to do a whole new show just work with what we have i'm like but you showed a number that in no way like boy, is this gonna be after history is made at night like when is this number going to <laughs> like, you know, like is this gonna be after 20th century fox mambo like yes. i don't like when is this gonna not yeah i can't even uh-huh. um Makes sense. And also it's like this is what happens when you give straight men a Marilyn Monroe musical you end up with touch me but i think she should be naked she is not some damaged thing. She's, she's, sexy. she's not a gay, gay man. man fantasy. Fantasy. <laughs> like, like, I'm pretty sure she is. So. And like, um, jokes on you. Yes, she is. Let me let you're just showing us how out of touch you are. Makes just how straight you are. And like, I can't do that. Oh man. Well, after her talk with Mahatma Katie, Eileen apologizes to Tom and Julia for oh. what she viewed as a betrayal to them as artists. Then uh, before things get too, this is this was also insane. Ellis suddenly pops up and is like, "Why don't we put the brakes on for a second? And I'm like, "Why did no one say who are you? What? Just <laughs> like, yes, intern Ellis? Did you have some thoughts you wanted to say? This close think, set me nothing. <laughs> oh my god! And I'll, yeah, I guess it was just like maybe they were so stunned uh by first what they had just seen but yeah. also that he's just being so ballsy they're like the least crazy thing we've seen today um but then he <laughs> he says they should collect their thoughts and and convene the next day he leaves in a limo with eileen who he now officially works for but i thought he'd been working here for a couple of episodes but now <laughs> it's it's official wasn't he behind the desk he was yeah, behind- okay. Well, yeah, I mean, he definitely was several times. Several times, yeah, like- answering phones, <laughs> was helping her on her computer, was helping her get her apartment. Mm. We've seen him at the bushwhack with her at least twice. Like, like I had no mm. reason to, to think he worked for Tom. Like, you're you're just signing a ten ninety nine now. Like, what the hell? Like, what are you doing? Um, how much free labor did she get out of this man? That's basically a very useful young man. Um, <laughs> we then everyone leaves except for Tom and Derek, who have a heated fight about the root of their feud. Turns out they worked together on a show once, they got bad reviews, and Derek blamed Tom for its failure to anyone who was willing to listen. What a messy queen. Except he's not a queen, but it's very messy messy gay behavior. Tom also (laughs) spills the tea that the only reason Derek got a good review for that production was because the critic who wrote it was sleeping with Derek's father. (gasps) Now this was just weird. What do you think about all this? Um, I think that this is something that is actually interesting and they should have leaned into it and they could have done more with it. More with I think they never touch on it again. No, they don't. And it's sort of like this throwaway line where he says, yeah, where he says something like he was, uh, the critic was, he's like up in his face, sleeping with your father. I was like, yes, give it to give him. Give me this. this. Yeah. Like you're I was like just a- like, if you're gonna like, and also I remember when the show was going on when they were sort of, promoting this like yeah. not fight but they were just like we're gonna finally find out what happened between these two characters and it was like and we're gonna say one line about it and that's it one line and also i oh also derek says something about what is he it's like oh you you gay men act like such such victims when you like run the new york theater i was like oh god this is i was like this is gross but very much this guy would say everything that he's yeah. saying right now. Mm-hmm. Like, oh God. Because we love we love hearing how we actually have it really great as gay people, all the info struggles, and how we're all just being... Thank you so people. much. You're right. I'm wrong. You're right. <laughs> You're straight. I'm gay. Like, we get it. I'm wrong. You know, that's the theater. We can't all come up with touch me. 
the next day, the creative team meets up to discuss the aftermath of the demo. Eileen assures Tom and Julia that no new songwriters will be brought onto the project, but they need to go with the star instead of Ivy. Later, Tom gives the bad news to Ivy and lets her know she can always come back to the chorus of Heaven on Earth. Uh... Yeah. Oh, oh, the only other thing, uh, uh, again, I don't care. So I, f- I forgot to mention it. In a twist on the boring dev drama, it turns out the leaked info with his work nemesis, ne- Paul Nemesis, uh, did nothing. <laughs> He's clearly in the pocket of someone higher up, which just leaves him discouraged as usual, which I just like, Dev is just like, if he's not upset about something, like, does his character exist? No. He needs to be Ish. either he I, I don't know what I don't understand what arc they were going for with Dev because he started off so strong and so sweet. And I, like I don't know. I feel like even in this episode, there's a couple of times where Karen's being like irrationally like intense with him, yeah. and he's still like super sweet with her. So it's so weird where we end up with him and actually re-watching this all in order. Uh, it makes me just see how much the pivot of his writing was. Where it's like you just want mm-hmm. to do, you just y'all just want to be messy, which we want to do. But then when they are messy, they don't follow through on the mess we want, like the Tom and yeah. Derek of it all. They don't know. I feel it's. I think it's also kind of clear that they're just like we don't know what to do with the character of Dev. No, <laughs> because I feel like by this point they probably had an idea of like what was going to happen later in the season, but they yeah. sort didn't know what to do with him like in the meantime because stuff that happens later is like what episode like don't do anything with him yeah like, like have him be at home like so honey how was rehearsal like that's, i don't need more than that just let him be like a supportive like let her come home he's shirtless on the couch he's like how was work and we're like oh he's so hot and like i don't need more than that like I, i'm gonna be honest no and i'm sorry to the actor that played dev but like I feel like that's the role he signed up for with this show. Like, we were not He's signing like, up for, like, Boston Legal. Like, that's not what I want. <laughs> I just need um, any characters that's supposed to be straight on Smash need to be, and just entirely need to be window dressing. Yeah. That's all I, oh, that's, that's, I want the show to be a sea of, like, gays and the women who love them. And then, yeah, they're, they're straight. Like use him as much as you've used brian darcy james he exists as i'm her lovable husband who also does karaoke like you know and we don't want to watch it but like that's all (laughs) he is we didn't they didn't make us linger with the karaoke longer i'm fine with that i think to differ but yes (laughs) (laughs) oh god um well This does lead to the conclusion of the episode, which finds Derek finally going to Ivy's apartment to finally have any sort of conversation with her about the events that have happened this week. Uh, if I, and I have to say, if I were Ivy and that motherfucker showed up at my apartment, I would not let him in. That's all I have to say. No. I'd be like, what do you want? Oh, now you have something to say to me? After all this shit already happened? Get out of my face. This Man. episode ends... <laughs> I was just lead, this this leads to our, our our last clip, which starts with this the beginning of this clip starts with a moment where I I fully like cackled at the TV. I I it was too much. So uh, with that being said, here's our final clip of the episode. Okay. In on a girl with a hunger face. Just Ivy singing "Let Me Be Your Star" alone. <laughs> It's like the most pathetic thing I've ever seen in my life. That poor girl. You're like tiny little homemade mirror covered in the roof. I'm not kidding. Go away. You all right? What do you think? I think show business sucks. I think you are truly gifted. And I think you're beautiful. Oh it's my okay, god. You don't have to take care of the loser. Wearing that ridiculously it's long jacket. Doing. Oh, he's not. They want me back in the chorus. I didn't have to think about that tonight. You still have a job. There's nothing I wrong with the chorus. Good. Ivy. Ivy. You were better god. than good. You asked Karen to do her. That was a failed experiment in every way. I've been hideous. 
You told me I was lousy in bed. In front of everyone. I'm gonna start telling people they're hideous, like, as a constant insult. I lied. Wow, okay. Um, I... Don't worry, my career is down the toilet, so I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing to lose now, so I'll fuck you again. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love... Um, like... <sighs> where'd you even begin? He's like, oh, are you mad at me? Like, yeah, like I'm a little mad at you. And <laughs> he would be like, he's like, I think this business sucks. I'm like, no, 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 no. I mean, yes, but no. no, you did this. You made this decision. You could have asked her to be in that demo with Ryan Tedder yeah. of One Republic. This is not even a good lie. <laughs> no, it's like, well, it's... And, I, I actually hate that she sleeps with him here mm-hmm. because it's like, no, girl. Like, granted, I checks out for the character, but it makes me upset for Ivy. I'm like, Ivy, no, you sent him home. You sent him yeah. home with those blue balls. We don't want to see that today. No, I agree. It was just, it's a weird way to end the episode. Yeah, well, it's like, yeah, it's, I, I feel like it should have ended. Oh, I don't even know. Not, I don't know. I don't know where else I would end. Well, no, like, I think it probably should have ended with Dev and Karen. I don't know. I don't think it should have ended with Derek and Ivy. We don't really need to see how Ivy is feeling, really. No. She's going to kill herself. Like, I will say, at this point in the show, I was like, is she going to die? Like, this is not looking... She is... Okay, (laughs) again, uh, it's... This is (laughs) not a visual medium. It opens with her in bed singing acapella let me be your star to herself in the mirror i was just like that's funny that's like camp (laughs) i actually wonder if he didn't knock at the door if she would she just do the whole entire song yes she was gonna do the whole show (laughs) (laughs) if he'd come 20 minutes later she's gonna be doing 20th century fox mom though she just descends into madness just doing <laughs> the neighbors are like hitting the ceiling with the brooms like Stop. that girl sings day and night <laughs> no wonder she had the nodules <laughs> she never oh, stops God. performing she can't help but perform oh, it's God. her life it's so, many her side effects. so many side effects <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's the end of the episode. That's 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 what we got. That's oh, where we've Lord. we've ended that's up. What we that's where we are. That's, that's what we've been getting. That's what we have. All right. <laughs> um, so this does lead to our Maryland leaderboard, which every episode, uh, me or my guest can give points to Karen or Ivy towards who will be the definitive Maryland at the end of the season. Would you like to give out any points for this episode? Um, I would actually um either give nobody points or if i don't give anyone points i would take a point away from karen because you can't take points away you can't change well, the rules why um she um i would actually probably say no to either of them just because one karen's experiment was a total failure and it's completely short-sighted no. and uh two i don't think ivy should get any either because she basically loses the part in this episode so i'm not gonna <laughs> get points. But I do think she has the most Marilyn moment of the episode, which is singing alone to herself in the mirror. Like that's surrounded by pictures of Marilyn. That's very Marilyn. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, that that makes sense. Would you like to give a point to Ivy? Sure. Okay. I will too. You know, what is the board at? she's been what through enough. Like she's been through enough. Um <laughs> I'm not gonna give any points to Karen because as far as I'm concerned, she didn't do anything Marilyn in this episode because she wasn't Marilyn. That was Karen in a sheet. That was an elaborate sex show for Derek to just sit and watch. Yeah. yeah. So imagine you're in a sheet, but then you take it off. You're fully naked. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, I wish you could see, like, the thing that I, I think is incredibly jarring about that whole sequence is, uh, what's his name, Ryan Tedder. Ryan Tedder, I wonder how about jamming out. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. He's like, is something wrong? It was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, something's if... not going great, Ryan. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be like, shut up, Ryan. 
No one's talking to you, Ryan. You know, you know, if anybody would yell at him, it would have been Julia. She would have been like, <laughs> Shut up, Ryan Tedder. Shut up, Ryan. Like, she just gives him that face. She's like, <laughs> like <laughs> I will say something that I appreciate. Yeah. Um, if I could give anyone points for this, it would be yeah. because she flips out one at the judge, flips out two at the um, number. And then yeah. I think my favorite part of the whole episode oh, oh. is when they're having the meeting later with the yeah, creator yeah. meeting. Julia is basically sitting side saddle on the couch with a pair of gigantic sunglasses, not looking at anyone. And she's just <laughs> like, I am not going to give anyone the time of day. <laughs> like, she hates everyone my favorite uh julia moment of the episode is actually when um uh uh, tom finds out that ellis has quit it's gonna be her uh eileen's assistant Uh and then she's like i would say good riddance but we're still stuck and then she does this like scowl face (laughs) and i was like ah more of that like i want more of this i just love her her blind hatred for for ellis it it, it fuels the Uh, narrative i feel like if the show were meant to go on like um (laughs) ellis and julia would find themselves like trapped in an elevator somewhere and only one of them would come out alive (laughs) let's watch that show spinoff (laughs) <laughs> spin off, yeah, spin off. Oh man. Um, well, this does lead to every episode. I have my Karen moment of the week, uh, and this week, it's you know, for lack of, it's after the performance, and it's when Karen comes face to face with Ivy, and I just feel like she goes full on Iowa with her. Like she just goes into her like default mode of, oh, did I do something? Oh, did I make someone <laughs> upset? Oh. I don't know. Oh. I didn't have any hot dogs or corn crop today, so I'm not out of my right headspace. Like, you know, like God I, need, I need those corn to hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, so with that being said, this is my oh. Karen moment of the week. Didn't go so well? Ivy. You know, this wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Oh. Apparently it wasn't what anyone thought it was going to be. It's okay. It's a dirty business. I totally understand why you'd stab Tom and Julia in the back like that. I didn't stab Tom. Didn't you? It's okay, Karen. I understand. Yes, Karen, you did. You did kind of stab them in the back. I hate to tell you. No, I didn't. Wait, I didn't do that. I just worked on a top secret thing that everyone said I couldn't talk about, and I like met at secret locations where no one would see me working on anything. Like... Derek's Girl. jerking off in the corner? I don't understand. He kept asking about lube. Like, did I, I have lube? Know. And I didn't know. What's I thought lube? it was for the lube, woman. Right? Did you mean, like, Gosh. when you get, like, lube on your car? I wasn't, like, sliding across the stage. But... <laughs> I thought he wanted me to look shiny. <laughs> I want you to glisten, Marilyn. You need to glisten like a star. <laughs> You're a star, Karen. <laughs> um... Also, that's that's honestly the the whole arc Whoa. of the show is Derek wants to fuck Karen and he's playing the long game to see when he can finally fuck Karen. It's really dependent on that. That you know, I was I almost said something incredibly vulgar, but maybe I shouldn't. Um, <laughs> but he's really thinking. He must have heard something about girls from Iowa. Like, <laughs> I heard they're really into hot dogs. Corn in the cob. Corn in the cob. That's very oh. phallic. <laughs> Kevin, uh, it's like in her, in her, in her initial, initial like audition. What's your favorite food? Hot dogs. <laughs> Second only to corn on the cob. No, no corn on the cob. No, I can't. <laughs> well, corn on the cob is more firm, but hot dogs are meatier. <laughs> I like your Heather McPhee voice. Thanks. Oh, it just be like. Oh, oh, it's like yeah. she just cut off the elliptical and she's. Oh, I'm out of breath. <laughs> That's the only way she's Maryland. She does kind of have a natural Maryland. Oh, and she, of course she has that Maryland vibrato, which just cannot be taught. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not Maryland. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that, that brings us to the end. Uh, any final thoughts? Oh, wow. So <laughs> many thoughts. Um, um, yeah, no. I love my Karen moment of the week was kind of just Karen getting told off. That's kind of just what I considered my Karen moment of the week. Because, you know, it, it's more of a visual clip, but if you just saw her face, it's just her like a mouth agape, like, like oh, what? Are what? you mad? 
Like, I love when she's like, oh, hey, Ivy. I'm like, oh, hey, Ivy. <laughs> Honey, this is not the person you want to see right now. No. Like, obviously, you have... I. This is, again, why I'm like, is Karen a real person or was she dropped on Earth to examine the Broadway community industry by aliens? Because she seemingly knows nothing about how theater drama works. Like, if I if I had just done this thing and I walked out the back door and saw Ivy walking after me, I'm going the other direction. You're Paul Nemesis. Paul Nemesis. Paul Nemesis. Um, oh yeah. Um, my only thoughts was I don't need more episodes like this where <laughs> we only get two songs um, with only one good one. Like, you know, we only got two and only one was like one I want to listen to. And also... Yeah. Too much side shit. Like, I don't care about, yeah, I don't care about Dev. I don't care, like, other than it relaying, like, to particularly the musical, I don't even really care about Eileen and her kid. And, like, you know, I at least find, I find Angelica Houston watchable in every second mm-hmm. of Smash. So at least every yeah. time she was on screen, I was, like, happy to see it. But I also didn't need it. Like, just, I, and, oh, oh, also, I forgot to mention. I love when before her daughter leaves, she like had decorated the apartment and it's just every world culture in just one room. <laughs> I I actually wanted to know if you thought, if you watched the the segue into that scene, it's Angelica Houston walking into her apartment. Yeah. And it's just Mamie Gummer walking into the room with a gigantic turquoise bowl, just laughing. And I don't know why she's laughing. She's like, ah. Like, she's gonna love this interior design i got this in micronesia <laughs> <laughs> it was a bitch to carry on the plane oh gosh <laughs> i had to buy oh. a whole second seat for my pot <laughs> do you know that there is a micronesian pottery store right down the street what are the odds of that mom it's just like- it's called crate and barrel <laughs> <laughs> um anyway uh oh, yeah God. just First of all, if you walked into your apartment and it had been decorated this way, how would you feel? Assaulted? Because I did. Um, <laughs> there were nice bits, but like all of it together, I'm like, <laughs> are these just objects she's collected from her travels around the world? Or is she... I, I was just like, I wondered, uh, I was like, how much of your father's $3 million did you use to decorate this house? And also, um, I liked the white better. <laughs> I, give me the white. Uh, it, was, it, just does, it doesn't look like Eileen. No, like I imagine Eileen to have like a very um, chic, yeah, sort of like, I don't know, maybe minimalist. No, um, yeah, like very minimalist modern is what I, I mean, that like, blunt bob tells me that she likes <laughs> things sleek and sharp. I want something austere, please. Like she just walks into a like uh, an empty apartment space and she was like make it austere and she walks out and everyone's just like what do we do and she's like well that's the only direction she's given us Man, she does give us like a see-through glass couch with like two white throw <laughs> pillows on it um the pillows are floating what do we do yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> um get us a a standy of the rock to put in the corner oh yeah i mean that's that's a necessity or if you know someone tries to break into the apartment, they're like, "Oh, the rock lives here. I'm not gonna rob and, this." Oh apartment. God, I'm sorry, Mr. Johnson. <laughs> Mr. Johnson. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. I don't have anything else <laughs> to say about this one. <laughs> I feel like this is the last. Like, this is the last uh, episode. Maybe next week is too. Um, that is about nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. There's definitely like. And what I don't understand is why are there these two dead episodes? These are definitely like this one and the next episode, basically until Uma Thurman walks into the room, uh, are just dead weight, like dead weight. Like I, there were the two episodes I was, you know, I'm very, I'm very grateful to have you on the show, but I was like least excited to talk about this one. <laughs> the next episode, I think, um, yeah, the the next episode was the drunk Kevin on Earth incident. I, oh, that's at pretty good. Okay. Times Square. I was like, oh, I actually when you were like, oh, it's we're gonna be talking about the coup. I was like, oh god, it's not the episode where they dance at Times Square. And then I was like, oh no, it's not. But uh, I yeah. do love her her meltdown uh, next week. Uh, not yeah, to go, not to jump ahead, but yeah. Uh, what? Oh my god, not to to like. Once you get Wait, to who, like, who has a meltdown? Where? <laughs> what? Hot dogs? 
There's um, hot dogs. Hot dogs. Cracker Jack. Cracker oh, Jack. Together. <laughs> There's um no because like after this it's like the understudy and then it's obvious that you know the show doesn't maybe even know who they have as the star yet. I'm thinking that's the only thing I could think of. Like maybe they had not booked the star yet. I don't know. Um, yeah. Because even the 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 next episode easily could have had Uma Thurman in it, but she's mm-hmm. just like not. The, or she comes at the very last second. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. It's just, structurally, it's very strange because I do think once Uma Thurman comes in, it it's smooth sailing for the rest of the season. Well, not smooth sailing, but it's at least entertaining. There's enough yeah. things going on. Because at least like, well, the main thing is the only the problem with this show is. After the workshop, it does reach this place of, are we going to do a time jump now? Like, are we going to time jump a year? Because that's what we probably should have done. Like, because the trajectory of this show getting to Broadway, you would have thought this was, like, a, like, produce and dump show that she was trying to, like, make money off of. Because I'm Mm -hmm. like, why are you rushing? Rushing to Broadway. Um, Like, based on the timeline of the show, it's like they want to be, like from initial conception to opening on broadway in mm, eight months <laughs> like you know yeah, this is like um it's it's a little they don't have a title no it's so he says them as their leaders like uh tom julia i'm gonna need a title i'm like oh we still have a title i feel like at that point you're also just like oh wow you're right they ha- they don't the show does not have a title. no title we don't have a yeah. title we don't have a second half of the show no. I mean, I know they did an intermission, but they very much were like, this is just uh, the first part. <laughs> we, have, we have nothing of Arthur Miller in this show as of now, or JFK. Because yeah. I guess like, we're just um, not covering that. Yeah. Um, oh, God. <laughs> Season two gets wild with this musical. We start adding all uh-huh. the stuff in. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Well, Joey, would you like to let the listeners know where they can find you and stalk you and support you online? Where they can watch <laughs> cool. you through a window? Oh my goodness, thank you. It's just me standing in a window in my apartment for hours. With a glass of red wine. Just a glass of red wine. I wish the glass of red wine got bigger and bigger and bigger as I went on, but no one listened to my notes. Um, Yeah, anyone can find me on Twitter or Instagram at joeymoser83, or there's going to be a, again, I think I said this last time, a lot of interviews coming up on Awards Daily where season is in full swing, so it's, it's... Here Every time I hear Emmy season, I just imagine Emmy Rodham just like frolicking through a field. It's Emmy season. She, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not that, but uh, yes, very much. Um, and you can find me at ZachryFnoH on Instagram and Twitter, and you can follow the show at IAW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Joey, thank you so much for dropping by the show again for more Smash shenanigans. I will, anytime you need me, I will definitely <laughs> on by. I'll, I'll shoot up the gay bat signal. Mm. It's like, it's a, it's a icon of a hot dog in a Coronacon. <laughs> Just two phallic symbols. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to know what they are. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, it's a paw symbol. <laughs>